Welcome to the Now Leading Podcast, hosted by the Northwest District LCMS. We bring a Lutheran point of view to conversations on the art of leading as a follower of Jesus, through valleys, over peaks, and on the waves, following his lead in the great Northwest. Hey there, welcome to the Now Leading Podcast. You ever hear someone's story about how they got together and just go, holy smokes, how did that even happen? Well, guess what? You get to hear a story like that on this episode of the Now Leading Podcast. I sit down with Pastor Zabdi Lopez and his wife, Elizabeth, and they share the story of how they got together. But even more, it's really a story of how God got them together as well as how God is working in their ministry now at Hope Woodburn in um, the Willamette Valley of Oregon. So I I hope you enjoy this. It's going to feel like uh, 20 minutes, even though it's a lot longer, because uh, this is an absolutely awesome interview. Enjoy. Well, welcome to the Now Leading Podcast. This is Dust Kunkel, and I'm uh, sitting here with uh, Pastor Zabdi Lopez and Elizabeth Lopez, and I'm really glad to have you two here on the podcast. Yeah, hey, Dust. <laughs> it's good to be here. Yeah, thanks for making time for this. We're actually um, out at a pastor's conference in, or- in Cannon Beach, Oregon, and we sort of s- slipped away to a quiet spot where um, we- where no one is. We're sitting in um, this little tiny little room in the <laughs> conference center, and um, hopefully we don't hear doors banging or anything else like that, but um, I'm really thankful you made time to just sit down and talk a little bit about your leadership journey, which is really cool, how how God worked in your lives and to, from the very beginning to bring you to where you are right now. So we're sort of going to go wherever you want to go with this, but how about this? How about we just start with, how did you two meet each other? Wow. <laughs> okay, so, so we married, we married for 17 years. Oh wow! Uh, I was I was in a seminary. I was in Concordia, Irvine, uh-huh. and I was I was single. I was single, and uh, I was dating some people over there. But I I really wanted to finish my my seminary first. Yeah. So I thought, God, when when you I am ready, and I am sure on my first church, I will find my wife over there. Okay. So I was called to this <laughs> church to my vicarage. So wait, so you were at Concordia Irvine, uh-huh. and and you sort of made up your mind. I'm not going to, I'm not going to get meet anybody. I'm not going to date anybody until I'm done with seminary. So I was sent to a church in Pico Rivera. Okay, so first of all, I mean that's some serious discipline. Yeah, writing. it was. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. And the other thing is that I'm from Mexico. So yeah. when I came here, they said you have good, good English to go and buy a hamburger. Not to study a master's degree. Oh, so so yeah, they were right. That so had to be crushing, though. Like <laughs> someone said that to you, you have good English to buy a hamburger, but not to get a master's degree. Uh, and, and you know what? And they were right because when yeah. I started taking these classes, I needed to read about eight hours a day. Oh my gosh! Because I mean, I was with my dictionary, yeah, and it wasn't only. Uh, the homeworks and it was mm-hmm. all the readings. I mean, it was before they... Google Translate and oh yeah, all yeah. I mean, yeah. even yeah. even before those, you know, electronic dictionaries that you could have that had like where you could put the word in and then it would give out the, the oh my other goodness, word. yeah. And, and also, my student visa didn't allow me to work. Okay, so I didn't have money to to, to date. So it was kind of <laughs> yeah. Okay, Lord, I'm a poor guy. I'm yeah. saying eight hours a day and going to classes. <laughs> so, so I went to my first church and I thought. Okay, God, this is 
This is now. And they go to the church and they were all ladies, 60 and over. <laughs> Come on, Lord, really? <laughs> Not going to find a wife here. <laughs> yeah. So I have this good friend, Keiko. And she said, why don't you try eHarmony? Uh-huh. And I said, okay. So so I, I log in and it was expensive. <laughs> so, so I thought, no way. So then I saw how much was the thing and how much I was spending on a regular date. Yeah. And it was about the same, about, about the hundred bucks. Yeah. Uh, so I finally log in and paid. They should they should have you do commercials for eHarmony, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I finally paid, and, and then I was doing my profile after two hours. Okay. I didn't finish. I was kind of next screen, the next screen. I said, no way, this is too much. So mm. one day I just finished my profile, and I started meeting girls, uh, and, you know, a bunch of people. Yeah. Uh, but until I found Elizabeth, Mm-hmm. And it was super... And me, on the other hand, I had been like, um, I don't know, am I even going to find somebody? I was 30, so I was yeah. like, I'll just focus. Maybe God is calling me back to Japan. I'd lived in Japan for four years, mm. and I was... Um, and one day I saw this thing that said, you've been matched with a pastor from Los Angeles in Hispanic ministry. And I was driving with my sister one day, and I said, you know, I got matched with this guy, but he's in Los Angeles, and... It's a Hispanic ministry, and and I want to go to Japan. And she said, um, "You know what, Lizzie? You you need to maybe try this because sometimes God can open greater doors for you." Sisters, so, huh? Mm-hmm. Sometimes they mm-hmm. actually know something, right? Yeah. Don't tell her that. <laughs> I would she's, tell her. She'll, 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 we won't share this podcast <laughs> with her. <huh>? <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I went on and I I said, "Okay, I'll try this one," and we started talking. But, but you know what? Yeah. Something happened to me. So in those days, it was 2001, maybe, 2002, mm. five. So I was starting five, a church. Yeah. I was starting a church. And the funny thing, I was single, and I have maybe about, I don't know, 10 families, new families. Mm. I was starting a church from scratch. They just gave me a room, a closet yeah. in the church. And they said, start a Hispanic church here. Oh, wow. So after a couple of years, I have this group of people, maybe about 30, 35 but when I got married, five families left the church. Really? They were single women mm. with children mm. that their goal was a different goal that I... When they got married, oh, I mean, goodness. they just... Yeah. I mean, yeah. he was skinnier and more handsome, maybe. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah, the, well, the Lord cleared some things out very quickly. Yeah. Though, yeah. Uh, and then, then she came. But it was great. Let me tell you why. Because I was uh, working with families. So we got married. And I told her, okay, I am going to be in charge of adults. And she has this great ministry. Mm. And I said, the children are yours. Mm. And, and, and I mean... When we got married, the church just boom. I mean, started yeah. going yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. Really so great. You two um, are a team together, really. You are, and that's one of the reasons why I'm interviewing you together, uh, because that's just the the picture I've already received and in, in the conversations I've had with you. So it would be great to hear a little bit about how you became a leaders on your own before you met each other to become the team that you are as well. 
Well, so, you in Mexico, huh? Yeah. So, before so, all of that started, before you even got your, I mean, that's your my, like, my, divine call. Yeah. My, my, my call is kind of another interview, because it's kind of long. But, yeah. but let, let me tell something really, really, really short. This Reader's so, Digest version. Yeah, the Reader's Digest version, sure. Okay, no, it's going to be something yeah. different. So <laughs> I, I, I went to this uh, Concordia Irvine, mm-hmm. the multicultural program, you know, it's yeah. kind of a sandwich mm-hmm. thing. So they interview you. And I was in an interview, why are you here? Do you want to be a pastor? You know, all these things. And I was just answering my best because it depends on these guys to say yes or no. Yeah. So one of the doctors, I remember, it was a table and then these five old guys. Asking <laughs> table me with quick. five old guys. And yeah. they oh, were asking that's me. scary. And then <laughs> one of these gringo guys, an American uh-huh. guy, he just switched to Spanish. And he said, mm-hmm. okay. Because I wasn't Lutheran. He said, what does a Pentecostal guy wants to do with us here? I mean, what, 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 what do you want with us? Mm. And first first of all, it was scary because he spoke Spanish. Mm-hmm. And then I was kind of, okay, so let me tell you. He was kind of, what do you want to take from us? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I was, you know what? I, I just want to serve the Lord. I want to be a, a Lutheran pastor. I want to be... A pastor with a Pentecostal heart and a Lutheran mind. Love it. Yeah. And he said, oh. "Okay." So, <laughs> so here I am. I mean, and yeah. then when I came in, the secretary Shirley Hasty said, "You know what? Just go through your education, and at the end, if you agree with this doctrine, yeah, stay with us, and you know, mm-hmm. go back to your Pentecostal church." Yeah. And yes, I mean, I am a Lutheran pastor. Yeah. I mean, I agree, and 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 then I, I was. I was, you know, single, and and everything changed. I mean, I, I started planting churches the year 2001, 2002. I was called to start a church. Yeah. But when, when I got married to this lady, everything changed. It was just amazing. Well, when I got my second call, I told them, okay, you are going to pay one salary, but actually we are four. Because not only me and my wife and my mom is part of the team. Yeah. My mom is just an, an evangelist. So I mean, really, I should have your mother here as well, sitting here. And my daughter, like, and your Hannah, daughter she, yeah. she plays music. Yeah. And it's kind of funny. I mean, since always, she's a leader. I mean, mm-hmm. she's walking and behind here a bunch of kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, wanting to be Hannah. Because, yeah. I mean, she, she plays the piano and sings. Mm-hmm. And she's really outgoing and... So is this a really... She invites kids from school. Yeah. She's never been ashamed of her yeah. faith. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing is that when I met Elizabeth, I mean, she was a missionary in Japan mm-hmm. for four years. Yeah. So so I, I knew what, what I was getting when, when I married her. Yeah. She yeah. was mm-hmm. ministry. Yeah. yeah her heart was for ministry. In fact, I had been going to an Assemblies of God church before I met him. Um, I've been in the Evangelical Free Churches where I grew up and then the Assemblies of God. And we often talk about how the Lutheran doctrine is really beautiful, but having been a part of the Assemblies of God and the the heart that Pentecostals mm-hmm. bring to it, like marrying that together mm-hmm. is what makes us so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is taking the fact that you you really have to love Jesus and see um, that people need him. Mm-hmm. And and then to say like look at this doctrine that we have to remind us like Something that the Pentecostals and, and even growing up Evie Free was a lot of times they kept putting this impossible burden on us yeah. that you have to somehow make it. Mm. But the Lutheran Church always reminds me every Sunday, 
you're forgiven by grace and it's by grace that you can go out and do this. And so I take back out that the passion that I got from that growing Mm -hmm. up with that kind of thinking and, and take back that I'm forgiven. Mm. And that's what empowers me to be able to do this. But but you know what does to this kind of funny because her grandma, they were Lutheran. Yeah. Uh, interesting. And so, so, okay. so now. And my uh, grandma told me to marry a Norwegian Lutheran <laughs> pastor. So um, she, unfortunately, she um, passed away before oh. I met um, Zabdi. But um, I always joke that I was really close, just, you know, Norwegian, uh-huh. Mexican. Yeah. And I'm in the next It's in the alphabet there. So. Somewhere, yeah. Alphabetically speaking, we're yeah. very close. Uh, we were yeah. really close. But. Hmm. I think we both, and we both had been raised by moms who worked with an organization called Child, Evangel- Child Evangelism Fellowship, mm-hmm. where we had gone out and done this ministry in the summer. Okay. We were trained with like, here's the Bible story and put the gospel message in it yeah. and tell kids. And if you bring kids to okay. church, they're going to bring their family. You both grew up that way doing and that. Yeah. And his mom did that, it yeah. with him in Mexico and they went out to villages and my mom did it with me in Wisconsin. And we, um, and so, you know, like we often talk about how funny it is that we grew up 3000 miles away from each other talking really similar, different languages, but our family culture was really similar. And the, the trajectory of both families was really mission. My, my mom is really much an evangelist too. Like Mm -hmm. everyone she talks to, she eventually has a conversation saying, do you know Jesus? Yeah. You know, like it just is her in her persona. That's, that's part how she. Of, that's yeah. where that's you come from, both is. of you. You yeah. grew up in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That is yeah. so amazing. And so when you met each other, how quickly did you figure that out about each other? <laughs> so, so it was kind of funny because, I mean, I went to meet her after being on the phone for many hours. So, and you went to my church with me. I went to your church with you. And, and, and he then, registered as a guest, right? Yeah, and everything <laughs> was great. It was good. I mean, I, I like her and she liked me. I mean, it was a good thing. <laughs> and, and then for the next time, we were on the phone and she said, you know, I'm a teacher and I am going to start my next school year. Yeah. I need to sign my contract. And I thought, come on. So I, I can't be single for one more year. <laughs> and so, so I just... Uh, and in the for, meantime, you got the disc, right? The CD or the DVD play, the DVD from my church. Yeah, that the, you were there. Uh-huh. I mean, you were in the... And I was on the... Like, I didn't even work for that. Like, I did some children's ministry for them sometime. And she was on the promotional... Oh, yeah. She was like the star. Of the yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was a huge church because I'm a mega church. Mm-hmm. And she was in charge of... A church of, of like, 5,000 people. And yeah. they put me Oh, my goodness. So, so yeah, I thought that. She's, this is a church lady. So, so anyways, I... Like, yo- check. Check the box. The church lady, check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Loves Jesus, check. The only... <laughs> And then that his friend didn't... Keiko, who told him to get on eHarmony, uh-huh. um, one day he called to check, like, you know, because Americans are like, yeah, I sp- yeah, yeah, I speak Japanese. I yeah. say konnichiwa, you know. Right. So he was like, I'm sure. I said, hey, Keiko, your... could you talk to her? I mean, don't, don't talk to her in English. Talk to her in, in Japanese. You know. Let's many, see if she's real. Because many <laughs> Americans just speak it. I mean, I yeah. speak English or, or yep. Japanese, but they only speak one word. So, so mm-hmm. but, but they were talking. I mean, I just gave the phone to my friend. Yeah, uh, and they were just talking in Japanese for half an hour, yeah. and I was kind of Keiko, give me back the phone. Yeah. I want to talk to this lady. Mm. So I mean, she was for really so it was for real. Mm. Yeah. Then later we realized I had met her in Japan. Yeah. So, the, so the, the, she was like our link that where we were like, this is from God. This oh my is, goodness, that yeah. is amazing. Yeah. 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 
after. Wow. Yeah, so 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 we we, we click and the uh, thing is that she didn't speak Spanish the mm. meaning, mm-hmm. but but she learned, mm-hmm. she learned, uh, and people in the Hispanic church love her. And you know, I mean, my, my first call was to start a church mm. in LA. My second call was to churches in Northern California, my mm-hmm. Sacramento, mm-hmm. Uh, and I was serving two Anglo churches. And, and this marriage, I mean, this mixed marriage, yeah. it helped me a lot. I mean, she, she knows what people, I mean, expect, you know, culture, right. yeah, culturally. So it's just an awesome. I, I hear you describing um, having in with the two of you the ability to work in a variety of cultures really, really well. Yes. Because mm-hmm. of all the experience you have from both of your family systems. I, I, you know what's best? The thing is that she went to live to Japan mm-hmm. uh, and as an American. She knows what is the feeling to, to feel that you're a minority mm-hmm. and to be discriminated, maybe, yeah, because yeah. of you are not from the main race. Mm. I mean, as an American. So, so when she comes back to the States... She sees what's going on with Hispanic people, mm. uh, and she lived that thing for for four years. Yeah, so you lived there four years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so, yeah. so she really understands, mm-hmm. uh, and you really understand like what it is to to be in a place and like maybe if somebody doesn't like you just just because you are. Yeah, like there's they they have no other reason, and and to see sometimes how Hispanic people are treated Mm. or like almost silenced. Mm -hmm. And so I can see like even working with, when I work with newcomer students, like within a half an hour of knowing me, they Mm. know that I know. Right. And and just give us a little backstory. You teach, what do you teach? And I teach um, teach? English as a second language. I've also taught biology and I've taught science and a few other things, but now primarily I teach ELD, uh-huh. English Language Development, Okay. in Jervis. And we've had lots of really good opportunity there, too. Like, when we came here, God just really made it clear that that was where he had mm-hmm. for us. And the door opened for us to do. We did an English-Spanish class there. Mm. Um, and we're still doing it to this day. But now the people are coming to church yeah. to do it instead of at um, at the high school there, and so we've we've just really been able yeah. to get to know people in the in the greater community. We've gotten to know a lot of people and and reach out to them. KFC then reached out to us and um, gave us this opportunity to get um, like their leftover chicken. So we go out and okay. take that it away. I mean, out every to week. families oh my once goodness. a week, yeah. and we. We'll pray with the family. We'll we'll sit down and. And talk that's to a them real need. I mean, people are yes, in need of food. Yes, yes. I mean, they are people coming. I, I, I don't know if you know that right now there are a bunch of immigrants coming from Guatemala. Mm-hmm. I mean, and they are really, really, really poor. So, mm. so first of all, they have to pay a bunch of money to come here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then they finally make it here, and I don't know if you know that they need to pay what I mean their ticket I mean we're talking yeah. about ten thousand dollars I mean yeah, really just expensive. to get here yeah. just to get here uh, and, and they and so, then so, sometimes so they, get... they hold them kind of like almost hostage like you can only live in this housing or maybe uh, this and, housing and work yeah. with this and person because they kind of own because they're you? getting like the uh, until you pay your debt yeah oh mm-hmm. my goodness so uh, some also, of that it's get where they're going to yeah. get paid back for that so so so, so, like so they are basically yeah they are paying for their ticket and they are sending money back because they have family over there. And they are paying rent, mm. so so suddenly, I mean, the money is not. There's paid. no money for so, food. So so that's why yeah. we give them food and and yeah. pray for them and 
help them as much as we can okay. and invite them to church, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's and you're you're living in the community, not living in a church building. That's what I hear you describing. That ministry is not inside of walls in a church building. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I used to work for the for the synod, and and something. I mean, this is a big mistake that we all pastors do. Hmm. Uh, we start our week, and we think that people will come to our offices. Hmm. Uh, and we sit yeah. and we can. If I just sit here in the, if I sit here in the office, someone oh, will yeah. show up. And, or and, call. And the truth or is that me, yeah. I mean, I've been in three churches, mm-hmm. and they don't come. I mean, yes, uh, people come, but there's always. I mean, your uh, the president of the congregation is the organist, yeah. is uh, people who are in the church. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if you really want to reach out, mm-hmm. you need to go on the streets. Yeah, I mean, you really need to go. And go to the park. You need to go to Walmart mm. and talk to people. And, yeah. and we also and to be do available. music classes. He, at, when we first moved here, Jervis didn't have a music program mm-hmm. at all. Nothing. I volunteer. For the I went over secondary. there. So he he came with me, and we would do a music club. Oh, cool. Um, now a teacher's taken. They have a choir teacher finally. Yeah. And so that choir teacher has over like taken over that, and I've stepped back just mm-hmm. because to give him the space. But we taught kids music and... So, so the truth is that you need to go outside your community and see what's going on. I mean, something that happened last year is that Oregon, the DMV, finally is letting people uh, who, who don't have any documents to get driver licenses. Yeah. So, so a bunch of people were applying to the DMV to get their driving license. <laughs> and there are many people that, that they don't... They aren't really educated. So so when they go to the DMV, they don't understand the even when it's in Spanish, they don't understand the question. Yeah. So so even when they've been driving for twenty years, they are failing and failing and failing the test. Oh wow. So so, okay. so what I am doing, what I was doing last year for maybe eight months, I have every every Thursday on my day off, mm-hmm. I have a class in the church, mm. and I was teaching DMV classes, oh, okay. uh, and it was kind of so, so good that, that people were just coming to, to, I mean, they were driving more than from one hour. From, oh my goodness. I mean, from yeah, far away for the class. Because it's a real need, like, people need this help. To, it's a serious issue in their lives until they, yeah. We also yeah. have thought about doing citizenship. Citizenship, yeah. And yeah. we've done that from time to time, like try to do that. But we still do the Spanish English class on Monday uh-huh. nights, and we've invited out the community. And our 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 parents from Jervis still still come, okay. still drive over. So we have a consistent like seven or eight people. But I mean, you you, um, you know what's awesome thing that I mean, I am serving this church, but but right now we're only talking one side of the church. But the truth is that I am serving the Anglo and the Hispanic side. Right. Yeah. So, so I mean, the first thing that we that my goal the first year when I was there is to make peace. Mm. Because I mean, there is something in our culture about them and us. Yes. I mean, even it doesn't matter if you're Hispanic or you're Anglo. It's always the other group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and they are people who have these old wounds. Mm. that they were mistreated mm-hmm. I mean maybe these Hispanic guys they, they just left trash on the street and you yeah. are offended yeah. or maybe your white boss abused you right. you know what I'm saying yes. right? yeah. so mm-hmm. so these people see these 
bad memories and old, they, they come old, to the church old wounds that people are carrying that we can't see but they're in there uh, and then they, they mm -hmm. come to the church and suddenly this other group mm. the enemy is in my church it's yeah. kind of like how could they be here but mm -hmm. but you know what oh my it's goodness kind of, that is such a i just have to stop that's such a line the enemy is in my church <sighs> that's how people feel sometimes i mean for, mm -hmm. for real and it's not yeah. only the anglos right. it's also right. the hispanics it's from both sides yeah. both cultures so so let, right. let me tell you this dust i mean in my last church i mean we have this uh, children's ministry uh, and it was growing i mean we had a bunch of children coming from the community and we have white kids and uh, and hispanic kids so this boy juan he was a nice boy but he was beating up these white kids yeah. So I need. Oh, he was against white kids. So one day I just went and talked to him. The thing is that eh, his dad was working for this place, and the white boss was abusing his dad. Hmm. So he has resentments against mm -hmm. white people. Yeah. So 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 uh, it's a it was, cycle. His it was the enemy. Was being beaten yeah. And so 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 he wanted so to he get revenge on. Yeah. I mean so. So this yeah. is in, in, in the group. So, so we need to bring peace. I mean, mm -hmm. to say you were real people. Yeah. They are not the people who are, I mean, no. Right. right. And to see, like, we were talking to someone the other night, and I said, oh, we're going to bring our kids mm -hmm. down to this youth retreat that's going to happen. And then somebody said to me, oh, is it a Hispanic event? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's as, as a person who's married to Hispanic, whose daughter is identifies as both yeah. she's white and hispanic that hurts my heart because it's like we're ministry is ministry ministry is ministry to people yeah we're here to bring whoever to jesus mm, yeah. and they might be asian they might be black they might be um hispanic yeah. they might be um european white yeah. like wherever they're coming from but our job is, it's to show is Jesus, to show Jesus yeah. to Jesus. everyone. And, and we are know? the same love. I'm saying, I mean, we have the same needs, eh, dust. Yeah. I mean, we're people and we, we're sinners. Yeah. And we need mm -hmm. Jesus' forgiveness and let's live in peace and, and, and go forward together. And we need people, some of what I'm hearing from you is that we need people in our lives who help us make peace with one another. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and not just keep the peace, which is different. Right. You need to sort of keep the peace and live with one another not shoving it under the carpet yeah but right? but carry old wounds but there's that's different than making peace and learning yeah. actually learning how to live together love one another yeah. mm -hmm. that's a different whole different thing i hear you describing mm -hmm. so so, yeah. so what we're doing is it, it's difficult i mean mm -hmm. it's difficult because i mean they are you know prejudices mm -hmm. i mean yeah. that we have i mean we have it but but we're trying to break it with the with the gospel and mm -hmm. and you know what when, when you when every Sunday you see the same people, you mm -hmm. figure it out that they are not the enemy. Yeah. It's right. my brother and sister. Yeah. I mean, that happens mm -hmm. to be more Santan than me. Mm -hmm. But, but <laughs> it's, it's, it's yeah. my brother, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. a brother, sister A little bit more melatonin mm -hmm. than... Or melatonin yeah. than the other one. Yeah. I, I love to hear you t describing as you talk because you, you sort of talk in and amongst and, and over each other as we're having this conversation. And it prove, it just shows me that you're, you do this thing together. Like it's yeah, not yeah, one or the other, you do this thing together. This is, this is a ministry somehow that God has put you two together on this path. Yeah. yeah. Our, his sister always says, you know, I, I don't know how God did it. He found these two people who had to be together so that they could do this work uh. that God had to do. And I, I think it's really true. I think we're mm -hmm. really like, 
it was it was divine. Yeah, the divine calling uh, us and, together. And and so, so something that we we are we are really stubborn. Stubborn. <laughs> let, let me tell you what, what happened. Uh, and I have heard about many of my brothers, pastor brothers, that when they don't have many children in the churches, they send their youth group to another church that, that they have a program. So right. when we go to a church, and this happens to us, uh, there's never a youth group. So we start a youth group. Uh-huh. I mean, we have our daughter, and we have two people, and after three years, we have ten. Yeah. I mean, let's grow it. I mean, like someone, you, you were saying about yeah. baseball yesterday. Start the, the farm system. Yeah. We mm-hmm. got to start I mean, somewhere. Yeah. yeah. We, we need to keep our children. Yeah. Right, I mean, because if you send them over there and be like, hey, look at that. What are they going to do in 10 years? Yeah. Where are they going to be? They're going to yeah. be over there at that church. Uh, and, and they don't, so what do you want to grow? And the churches are not only sending the children. Sometimes we're even sending the funds. We send them a bunch of money. We mm. send them the children. Uh, and, and we want them to return the children when they are all, all Christianized. I mm-hmm. mean, no, they are going to be in the other church, of course. So we'll t- let's talk about that. So when you start a youth group from two kids and and. What do you do? Like, how do you do that? Well, we found, like, right now we have retreats that we do. We go to the, like, whatever we can find that we can do affordably. Um, and we find... Even we, like, we ourselves we're making pay the, for it. Yeah, yeah. Like, it might be our money that we're funneling into this. And we bring them over and they have fun. Like, we take so them to the snow. We take them... But while we're school. there... Yeah. We sit down and talk about Jesus. Yeah. So you just and you know, like three or four times, we'll we'll do a couple songs. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll talk. Like last time, we had two boys who just kind of they went out on us on the last talk. They didn't come, and we never went over and beat them over the head about right. it. We were just like, you know, hey, no. next time when you come, we'd appreciate that mm-hmm. you. We will just keep having activities and events, and we, I mean, try to invite them to music classes or just uh, something that we do, uh, sleeping in the Mm -hmm. the church or moving night, or Mm -hmm. I mean, or even going to the snow, or or going to the beach, and and, I mean, and and they invite their friends. Uh, You know what? I mean, we we have these cute girls in the church, (laughs) and and they are always boys around, and they come to our church. Because, I mean, yeah, I mean, you and me, we were boys, and yep. we like cute girls. So these boys come, or, or girls come, and, yeah. and then Jesus can reach out to their hearts. I hear you saying it's not really rocket science. It's, it's not. It really is. It's just you find some things to do. Mm-hmm. and But before all of that, you actually have to love kids. You actually have to love being around young mm-hmm. people and, and just enjoy. You know what? No, it's, it's loving Jesus first. Yeah, you love said Jesus straight. first. Yeah. <laughs> you uh, love Jesus and, and, first. Yeah. Well, I, I remember and then when, pour when, out when, that love yeah. from Jesus. When, I mean, when, really when fill was, yourself mm-hmm. up with that. When I was growing up, my mom said, you need to, when you want to, I mean, be a Christian, you need to love the Lord with all your time, mm. with all your heart, and with all your wallet. Mm. So, so what does that mean? I mean, it means that sometimes you even have to, go beyond what you want to spend. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, saying on time, on effort, mm-hmm. on everything. But this mm-hmm. is all about because you love Jesus. Mm-hmm. This I summer mean, and last summer, because of COVID, we went back to our roots. We said, I told them, you know, when we were kids, we went out We went out to them. Mm-hmm. We went to houses and people invited over a couple of kids and we shared the gospel and yeah. in the form of stories, sang some songs, did it in an hour and left and went home. Let's go to the park. 
Yeah. So, so, so uh, VBS, you know, the easy way to do VBS is in your church, you have 80, 100 people. Mm -hmm. You are safe. You have rooms. You have safety. So because of COVID, what we did is a couple of years ago, we went to the park and did it open doors. Yeah. This year, we can go back to our church. But, but me as being the pastor... And being really outreach, we said no. We're going to the park again. Yeah. Because in the yeah. uh, the park. And this time we put our our young people in charge. They were they're, they're telling stories, yeah. and they're gonna do it. And my daughter, the first night, the first day in the morning, she was like, "This is fine. I can do this." And um and at night we were doing it in English and Spanish because mm -hmm. we know we just know that Woodburn has both people around. So. Um, so in the morning she was like, this is fine. There's nobody here. It's easy, easy peasy. There was like maybe 10 kids around. Yeah. And that night there was like two baseball games going on and we had microphones in the night. And there was like all these people walking by and she gets up to tell the story and she looks over and there's this kid that she thinks kind of cute that she had just met at, at the high school at yeah, the high yeah. school and she doesn't know him very well yet and he's walking towards her and she's about <laughs> to give the story and she looks over at me and she says mom you want to do this and i said i just walked away i didn't look mm -hmm. at her because i knew i was gonna like i might give in yeah. and i knew she needed like it was that moment where the devil right. was trying to get her to squeak out of it mm -hmm. and god was telling me you have to this is strengthening her yeah. for her faith journey so i walked away so i wouldn't look at her and feel sorry for her and um and she got started and at first you could hear like the nerves and then the storytelling mm -hmm. part dramatic person mm -hmm. of her came out and she just did the story and another girl who's i think kind of struggling with her faith translated beautifully and, uh, and, and the thing is that it wasn't that beautiful when, when, when she was translated she was having some issues mm -hmm. and i was about to jump in and just help her but but this is how we make leaders. I mean, we, we yeah. let them struggle. We we they have to break through. I mean, break through. This is what we did. Yeah. So so we are we're making leaders. You set them in in a situation where you're supporting them, mm -hmm. but yeah. they have to lead. Yeah. They, mm -hmm. they have responsibilities that you expect them to fall through on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And we're right here, like yeah. in case you can't remember. Like I told her, if mm -hmm. you can't remember the next page, I'll give you some hints. Yeah. yeah. So you can go on to the next page and yeah. and um. And it came out good. And on the last night, there was, you know, as we were kind of doing it, it was like some people would just leave on us. Yeah. But we weren't forcing them. Mm. If they wanted to sit and listen, they could sit mm -hmm. and listen. If they wanted to walk away, they could walk away. Yeah. And some of them would, like, get to the story and be like, peace out and yep. just leave. Um, but we were on microphones. So we know that no matter where they left people to. People hear them. I mean, hundreds were, of people hear Yeah. yeah. You know, so I mean, the whole real. park is hearing us saying and then this um lady came over i was gonna say this russian lady it really was a russian lady because a lot of times when you see white people in woodburn mm -hmm. you're like they're probably russian and and uh -huh. you're normally right they're normally russian because it's in a the time high percentage live, yeah. of it's russian and then there's um 30 hispanic and then there's like 30% old white people. Yeah. I like Chinese. how you describe that. Yeah. yeah. Sorry 30, to all my 30, friends who <laughs> <laughs> might be listening to me describe you that way. <laughs> Who's the other 10%? Retired. <laughs> and then 10% is just lots of. Yeah. Could yeah. be uh -huh. Asian, Asians, blacks, uh -huh. blacks and, yeah. um, and then not yeah. identifying okay. as anything yeah. of those. Yeah, yeah. But she, she was like... Wow, are you doing this? Who's paying you? I mean, are you doing this every day? Yes. So, this is awesome. I mean, 
They, they, she really enjoyed yeah. it. And we also gave food, I mean, lunches mm-hmm. to the people. And, and we printed a bunch of T-shirts mm-hmm. with the church's, you know, website and yeah. info. So, so this is funny because I mean, we gave away maybe about, I don't know, 200 t-shirts. Yeah. It's, so now in town, you walk in town and you see people with the thriving shirt yeah. with hope, Lutheran <laughs> church on the back. <laughs> that's, hey, that's us. I mean, that's, that's us. you guys. Yeah. I mean, I, I study marketing. Mm-hmm. So, so I know that to be visible, it's really important. In the, in it the does place. matter in the community. Yeah, in the community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they... And then the other thing is that the Lutheran church in town, it doesn't look like a church. Mm. It looks like a weird building mm-hmm. because all the beauty is just facing the, the parking lot. Mm-hmm. So if you walk on the street, you just saw a white building. Mm. Now people know that we're a church. Yeah. I mean, yeah. because, I mean, it's that the many events. I mean, when I first came to the church, I remember the church secretary. Mm-hmm. She was talking to this guy and she said, the truth is that in this church, nothing happens. Mm. That's what she said. I mean, when yeah. I came there, and then I checked the events, and <laughs> really nothing happened. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but now mm-hmm. that's a bunch of things happens. I mean, things going on. We are we, we are ha- really busy, really Halloween busy every month. Yeah. We, we we whatever we do a big posada. Mm-hmm. Last year again for the first time it was back up. Like right before the pandemic, we had about two hundred. We had the high school, um, from my high school, yeah. the Aglas de Oro, we invited them to come over and they dance. They do baile folclorico, like a traditional dance of oh, from cool. Mexico. So they came over yeah. and they danced. We invited our music club kids and we just told them, you know, yeah. like, this isn't, we can't obligate you. Um, we would love for you to come and join us, mm-hmm. but you do not have to. Right. And so a few of them showed up yeah. and played the music with us and that we had taught. It is, it's so much better that way when it's an invitation that mm-hmm. people respond to anyway, because right. then the Holy Spirit gets to do what he does well, and without we do. force. Right? And the other thing yeah. is that I talk to the church that every activity that we have is an outreach. Mm-hmm. It's not for our comfort. But yeah. it's to share Jesus. I mean, we're doing community garden mm-hmm. also, and it's a lot of work. Everything we do is a lot of work, Dost. Yeah. I mean, it's really... It's, I hear but, you describing things. I'm thinking, yeah, this is a lot of work. I mean, but but this is, this is good because mm-hmm. we're growing and we're teaching... Yeah. church to, to, to but you do. can't grow i mean nothing what did what did they say there's um nothing comes out of doing nothing you know mm-hmm. i mean like you if you don't um that grit that we're putting into it that hard work that we put into it it's for the eternal perspective and i mm-hmm. think we both have this kind of feeling of like god put us on this earth and this is this is mm-hmm. what we're supposed to do and, and then let me tell you so something that is happening with our ministry and I see this uh, happening in a church. Uh, you know that in the churches we have a bunch of couples who are in their 70s. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. have children that they used to come to the church. But now they don't go to church I mean, right. anymore. So praise the Lord, we have some of their children coming back yeah. to our church mm-hmm. with their children now. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, it is it, it, not us, it's the Word. It's God doing His work. And mm-hmm. they are coming back not only to the Hispanic side, but, but to the Anglo side. Mm-hmm. And this is good because the church is not growing only in one leg, you know, stronger than the other one. Yeah. But we're supposed to be working Together. evenly. Yeah. 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 yeah, it was really interesting when the ice storm hit. Mm. Our um, We had these really beautiful plum trees um, all along the road. Mm-hmm. Two, two they, winters ago? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Really, yeah. Two winters. And Woodburn was hit really hard by that mm-hmm. storm. I remember Really that. hard. Yeah. So, so we um, have this about 
20 huge old trees. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, on the side of the... And the, the church is four Just acres. lining the the um, road right yeah. there on Par Road. But so the, the, just... the funny thing is that when I came, uh, they were four dead trees. So I, I bought <laughs> four young trees and they were fruit trees. And I planted them on the empty spots. Uh-huh. And they look kind of funny. Yeah. Because everything is beautiful and these, these, these four little skinny trees little trees. Uh, so, so, but the, let me tell you that something happened. So, the storm came and some of the trees died. Mm. But the, the, the new trees, the new trees, they were strong there. I mean, the, the four new trees yeah. so strong there. So, so, I was praying and said, well, what's going on, Lord? And then so, some of the guys in the English church said, hey, pastor, what do we do with our ugly trees? Let's throw them away. You know, they, they bring their big machines and they were yeah. cutting them down yeah. and doing the, the stuff. Fork, the, like, and then some of the trees, yeah. I mean, they were just level. And, and then I was praying and said, Lord, teach me. Then I, I saw these trees and they said, look, these are the old Lutherans, not Everybody died, but some died. Mm. But look at the new trees. They didn't die. Because of the new trees, they are there, still yeah. standing. But let me tell you what's awesome. So in some of the trees that they level, that you didn't see nothing, there were some roots. And now they are some shoots. Mm. Uh, and where they were empty <laughs> spots, they are these skinny trees coming from the old roots. Yeah, yeah. So, There's so a Bible of, verse about that somewhere. So, yeah. so, so <laughs> what I'm seeing is, I mean, the way I, I see that. it yeah. is that the old families that mm. they weren't there, they are coming back. Mm-hmm. And some of the old members, they are still there. Mm-hmm. And the new Hispanic families, they are there. Mm-hmm. So, 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 so only you see these uh, different trees, mm-hmm. different size, different ages, but they are there. Yeah. So this is what we what's going on in the church right now. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. And that we have yeah. to keep, mm. and we have to keep working. And I got one of those. I had two branches, and I don't know. They, they. I went out there to throw it all away, and I, we were feeling like. I mean, I I think we cried more that week than we had mm. in a long time. And just with the whole like tension of the pandemic and like who's going to come back and who's yeah. not who's going to be strong with us and. Is, is the church going to make it through this? Mm. All of these, like, just seemingly, like, insurmountable odds, right? And I found these two branches, and they were blooming. They were mm. starting to give their flowers, even though they were laying there of where we had cut them off with the chainsaw. And I just put them on our bulletin boards and just put it onto Facebook, like, with our, we had a Bible verse, like, I'm making all things new. Yes. And just to remind people, like, look at what, what he can still do, That's even right. in the middle of destruction, yeah. even in the middle of something where you think like we're not going to come out. And of this especially okay. right for mm-hmm. us that we are people that believe in a God who brings life out of complete death, mm-hmm. resurrection yeah. Yeah. out of out of mm-hmm. you know in places and times when we think there's nothing good happening. So he so, brings so, beauty. So I, I I think I can I can summarize our ministry mm. like like this. When I was starting the church many years ago. I was, you know, I was in the seminary and I was in this program and they gave me many church, many, many classes about church planting. Mm-hmm. They gave me maybe 20 strategies to start the church. Yeah. So I did every strategy in the in my church, I mean, to start the church. <laughs> I mean, every single thing that the professor said, I did in the church. And nothing was happening. So, because, I mean, it's difficult to start a church. So... 
one day, I mean, I was uh, printing all of these flyers and doing activities mm. and nothing was happening. Mm -hmm. but, but suddenly some families started coming to the church. I mean, they just came to the church and they stayed. So I, I thought I was really smart. I thought I was really smart. So I thought, Lord, why do I do all these activities that they are not really producing any fruit? So I am going to wait for the families that you are sending and just make them, I mean, these families were here just to get stronger. So, so dust, it was kind of funny because I stopped uh, doing all the activities that I was doing for mm -hmm. four months. And in these four months, not one new family came. Mm -hmm. And I thought, wow. So I started doing again my... My, my failure activities. <laughs> so, so, I started, so you went back to it. To, yeah, yeah, I went back to it. Yeah, uh, and yeah. then they were again a failure because I, I, I did a class and nobody came. And, you know, all yeah, of these children's yeah. activities. But families came back. I mean, from nowhere coming. So, so I thought, really, Lord? So, so mm. you want to show me that it's not my effort, but you mm. want me, I mean, you want to see me working yeah. to do something. So, so yeah. I mean, to, to me, this, this teaches me that it's not my efforts or my strength. It's the Holy Spirit who yeah. grows the church. Yeah. But but you need to do. You we can't to sit. Do. It, we can't just sit in an office somewhere and and mm -hmm. expect God to just take care of business. We're right. part of His business. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Even and when we don't why... see the growth, I mean, mm -hmm. it's God growing. It, but he, but yeah. we need to do. Yeah. And yeah. He keeps just moving. Like we have opportunities now that where we're helping some other churches and. Um, yeah. I think it's it's what we have to do, like go mm -hmm. out and show people like it can be done. Mm -hmm. This mountain can actually my students gave me or not my some the avid students at my school. They um, gave me this quote and I was like, it just seems so funny because I really think it's what God has said to us. And it said, you have been given this mountain so that you can show people it can be moved. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really what we do. Like. Mm. Yeah, you can have, like, it can seem impossible. Yeah. You have 20 people and yeah. half of them are, like, over 90. Yeah. But even even in the midst of that, where you think nothing that you're going to do is going to make it a good, you have to remember that you have the best word. Mm -hmm. You have the word of God. Mm -hmm. And there's people who need it in the Lutheran format. We often talk, like, we're driving the Lutheran bus, you know, <laughs> and there's lots of other buses out there. Uh-huh. And God's going to use each one of those. Right. But he put us here because he knows, like, especially for us, knowing that Hispanic, a lot of Hispanics, like, they look at us and it brings comfort because it has some of those mm -hmm. Catholic, Catholic like roots. Catholic background. You right. You know, in the Catholic background. I, I, I look like a priest so on they Sundays. Look, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It looks similar, but then they come and get to hear the true word of God yeah. preached. Mm. And and so God uses us. Absolutely. And maybe yeah. we're not all perfect, and maybe it would be nice, like what he said, maybe we should be on Reformation Sunday, put some purple on and mm. repent a little mm. bit because we're all so separate. But I think God has used that mm. to bring some people in each place yeah. to him. Yeah. You know, and Paul said if they say the name of Jesus to be praised, then they have to be following Christ. Right. And and yeah. we have to keep our eyes on that that Jesus we're we're proclaiming his name. You've been given this task. You've been mm. tasked to bring his word to the mm -hmm. to the nations. And like he's coming back soon. So mm. we better get moving. Yeah. We don't want to be the the ladies without the lamp without any oil in their lamp mm -hmm. laying down sleeping 
when Jesus comes back. That is, that's a great picture because that's Jesus' parable. That's the picture he, he gave us about being ready for him. Yeah. And it, there's, a, there's a number of threads through this conversation as I've been listening to you both. And one of them is, that, is prayer. I've heard you mention prayer a few times. And so maybe uh, as we kind of draw to a close with this time, and I, I hope I can circle back and, and spend some more time with you here in, in another year or two, because I think it will be awesome. But for today, um, maybe just what is the factor, the power of prayer been in your lives as part of everything you're sharing here? Um, There's a foundation. I think is. I mean, you need to be connected. I mean, the Bible says that that, that we are... And Jesus is the branch. I mean, we, we yeah. have to be connected because if the Lord is not the one who is building the house, the, the house will, will fall right. down. I mean, every day you need to spend time with the Lord. Mm. I mean, this is something that I, I really admire from my wife. I am watching my TV, the news, and my wife is at 6 a.m. is in her Bible, I mean, devotional. Mm-hmm. And then I do the same thing on my own in the church. Eh, we need to be connected. Yeah. I mean, we, we, I mean. I have to. I root myself every morning, you know, mm-hmm. in that. And first I'm working out with this program that has all Christian music and just all like using the word of God. And then I go to my Bible reading and. We, we do prayer we, walks. Mm-hmm. Uh, once mm-hmm. a week I've been going out in the community in the morning, walking for half an hour, just praying. Yeah. Yeah. Why a prayer walk? What makes a prayer walk important? I, I I walk. I mean, maybe maybe it's nothing, or maybe it's a lot. I walk, and I when I am walking in front. I mean, that two seconds that I pass in front of that house, yeah. I say, Lord Jesus, I don't know who lives here. Yeah. Bring happiness, and the only happiness mm-hmm. that I know is you in our hearts. Let them be. Mm. I mean, for you, Lord, and if any one of these are for our church, open the doors and help yeah. us to be a way to, yeah. to, to bring peace to this house. Mm. Well, and we've even learned that, you know, like sometimes when we're not putting enough of that prayer effort in, like things just go wrong or mm. or sometimes the devil tries to, to really root in and, and bring fear. And we've noticed that a lot in the last year, like all of this. I mean, my daughter got concussions for nothing. Mm. Like the stupidest thing, she had three concussions over the last year. And where does the devil strike first like to the things that are closest to you nearest and dearest like if he can take your eyes off of jesus like peter simon peter when he stepped Mm -hmm. out of the boat and you start to see like oh my gosh the concussion Mm. oh my gosh the the work oh my gosh the and you start to see all these waves and what if the people in the park don't like us and and Mm -hmm. what if the tract we hand out gets mm-hmm. laid on the ground and then that's that's says, what i was telling you uh, church planters we need to be stubborn i mean yeah. we need to know i mean yeah. you fall one time and you stand <laughs> up and the lord picks you up and keep walking but if yeah, that didn't yeah. work try something else and if that doesn't work i love it you know, stubborn and, i love it you've s- come back to stubborn a few mm-hmm. times right yeah. <laughs> stubborn for jesus yeah stubborn yes. for jesus yeah uh-huh. that's 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 so beautiful um maybe unmovable I, is or a better unmovable word maybe yeah, yeah. The and, is by that. <laughs> yeah, he likes stubborn. You like perfect. No, I'm just thinking stubborn. I mean, stubborn is good. Yeah, but okay. if you want to put this positive spin on it, you know, uh, uh, resilient. It. You know, resilient. resilient. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's even better. That's yeah. better every, every time you bounce back up, you know, when yeah. you're down and the Lord lifts you back up and you keep going. But I, I this is the first time I've done this um, in this way. But I think, as I've been listening to you, I think it would be great 
to close this this episode, this interview with you two, with prayer and and but specifically to have each of you pray just for whoever's listening, mm-hmm. um, because this is gonna you know at some point we'll actually get it up in the you know in the internet and people will be able to listen to it on their phones or on their computers or whatever. And for whoever's listening to this, to pray mm-hmm. if you'd be willing to to pray for them, yeah. and that's how we'll close our time today. How's that sound? So yeah. start praying, and start praying, then you and then you don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure, yeah. let's okay. do that. Okay, let's pray, dear Jesus, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for first for saving us, for choosing us, and mm-hmm. and giving us your word. Lord Jesus, thank you for calling us in this church, the Lutheran Church. Lord, we see our churches that uh, they are getting smaller. Mm. I'm praying, Lord Jesus, for the people who are listening today. I am praying, Lord Jesus, that you use us, each one of us, uh, at the place where we're at to share our faith. I mm. am praying, Lord Jesus, that you give us uh, courage mm. and give us, uh, make us brave, mm. brave enough, and give us your Holy Spirit, Lord. To, to share our faith and help us, Jesus, to, to share what we were taught, the good doctrine, Lord. Yeah. I am praying, Lord Jesus, for all pastors, leaders. Uh, and I heard something, Lord, in the past. They said that only pastors could share their faith. But no, Lord Jesus, I believe that there is a missionary in everyone who was. Praying, Lord mm-hmm. Jesus, that you, that you bless us and help us to open our eyes and to know that the time is short. Mm-hmm. and help Jesus to do your will. Yes, In the name of Jesus, we pray. Yes, Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this opportunity to speak of your faithfulness through mm-hmm. all these years of ministry, Lord, and even when before we were married and the things that you allowed us to do. Lord, I pray for each person listening, Lord, that they would see that a willing heart will bring so much um, pleasure to you, Father, and that you will you will listen, Lord, that you we've just seen over and over how you listen to us, how you reach down, Father, and you help us through every situation that we've faced and and Lord, you give us ideas, and sometimes I've seen my husband's face when I give him an idea that we get scared, Lord, of what the possibilities could be and what it could mean, but and the work that it's going to bring. But I pray for the people who are listening, Lord, that they would see how good it is mm. to be one day in your house compared to a thousand elsewhere, Lord, that they would be able to see how how beautiful it is, Lord, and how amazing it is when they get to see you work, mm. Lord. We have seen you move mountains mm. for us. We have seen you um, turn people's hearts around. We have seen you, Father, um, break people and mold them into something so completely different. Mm. that the person wasn't recognizable mm. after that, Lord. And we we just want to continue your work, and we thank you. Thank you for the opportunity, and I pray for each person who's listening today, Lord, that they, mm. too, would see where they could do your work, Lord, and that they would look around them and see that the harvest is plentiful, mm. but the workers are few, and that we need so many more, Lord, and that you are coming soon. Mm. You are coming back, Father, and... Mm. You're going to come back to bring us home, Lord. And I pray that each one of us would be found faithful, that the person listening right now would know how to be faithful to what you have called them to, Lord. Because each one of us has a call. Each one of us has to do something, Lord. And and to be faithful where they've been planted. I pray 
Father God, that you would move and you would do new things in the Lutheran church, Lord. And like at the time of Martin Luther, how he was so forceful, Lord, and he brought so many people to know you, Lord. I pray that each one of us would be willing to be that committed, that committed that Lord, he could have lost his life for his faith. He could have lost his life for what he was saying, but he stayed committed to you, Lord. And I pray that each one of us would stay that committed in the name of Jesus. I pray. Mm. Father, thank you so much that you worked in Elizabeth and Zabdi's lives to bring them all the way to this moment right now. Lord, and thank you that you hold their lives in your hands and the ministry that you've called them to in your hands and you see where they're going. Thank you, Lord, that you're already there ahead of them doing really good work. And that's one of the wonderful things about following you, Lord Jesus, is that you promise that you are not only beside us and behind us, but you're ahead of us too. And I pray that for all those that are listening, anyone listening here as well, that they would sense the blessing of your presence Mm -hmm. and your call on them, not only to be with them where they are, Lord, but that you are drawing them forward into the adventure of following you and listening to you and going where you lead. Strengthen each listener here, Lord Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. And listeners, thank you so much for spending time with us here on the Now Leading Podcast. And uh, we'll see you around the next bend in the river. You just listened to the Now Leading Podcast, hosted by the Northwest District LCMS. Leadership conversations from a Lutheran point of view for Christian leaders of all kinds. Take a moment after this podcast, and with everything you've just heard in mind, consider at least one action you will take. Then go and make it happen.